Hello, this is Pastor Arlene Romaine, and you are listening to Listen, Live, and Learn, where we listen to hear God's Word in order to live it out in our daily lives and learn by applying the scriptures about ourselves, our world, and our God. I'm so glad you're here, so let's get started. Hello, my friends. It is so good to be back here again. It's so good always to take time and explore the scriptures, to allow the word of God to come into our ears and impact our hearts and our minds. And so I am particularly grateful for you this day. And I invite you to share this podcast with others. There are so many in our world who are in need of the power of God's word. And this is a really simple way of uh, making sure that we take some time uh, to explore the scriptures and spend some time in them so that they have an opportunity to grow our faith and grow us in new ways and transform us more and more into the disciples that Jesus desires for us to be. And so I welcome you. I invite you to share this podcast with others. Um, and I just want you to know how very um, powerful the Word of God truly is. It is uh, such an interesting thing and so very cool to recognize that uh, even in just opening up our books and reading from the Word, there is power contained in the Word of God. Uh, and so we are inviting God in to spend this time with us, whether you uh, are doing it uh, while you're going about your day or you're taking some time aside to just spend some time uh, in the Word of God. Uh, whatever it is you're doing, wherever it is you may be while you are listening to this podcast, just know that there is power contained in the Word of God and in the reading of the Word of God. And so we've already benefited uh, just by opening up and beginning to read. Uh, this is podcast number 32. We will we'll be picking up where we left off last time, which is uh, the Gospel of Matthew. We're going to begin reading at chapter 16, verse 1, and we'll continue reading through verse 12. So let's get started. The Pharisees and Sadducees came to Jesus and they tested him by asking him to show them a sign from heaven. Jesus replied, When evening comes, you say, It will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, you say, Today it will be stormy, for the sky is red and overcast. You know how to interpret the appearance of the sky but you cannot interpret the signs of the times. A wicked and adulterous generation looks for a miraculous sign, but none will be given it except the sign of Jonah. Jesus then left them and went away. When they went across the lake, the disciples forgot to take bread. Be careful 
Jesus said to them, Be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They discussed this amongst themselves, and they said, It is because we didn't bring any bread. Aware of their discussion, Jesus asked them, You of little faith, why are you talking amongst yourselves about having no bread? Do you still not understand? Don't you remember the five loaves and five thousand and how many basketfuls you gathered? Or the seven loaves and the four thousand and how many basketfuls you gathered? How is it you don't understand that I was not talking to you about bread? But be on your guard against the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Then the disciples understood that he was not telling them to guard against the yeast used in bread, but against the teaching of the Pharisees and Sadducees. So here we have uh, Jesus speaking first to the Pharisees and Sadducees, and then speaking about the Pharisees and the Sadducees to his disciples. Now, the Pharisees and the Sadducees are the religious authorities of Jesus's day. Certainly, they were those uh, who were charged by God in representing God to the world. They were in charge of the temple and the sacrificial system that was Judaism in Jesus's day. And they profited greatly from that sacrificial system and the running of the temple. And they were a um, representation of God to the world that had gone astray. They oppressed the common folk and exalted themselves. Jesus is the most critical in the Bible, not of the common folk, but of the religious authorities of his day, those who uh, were expected to care for the poor, who instead oppressed the poor, those who were charged with showing compassion to the sick and the lame, and those who were struggling with life, who instead looked down their noses at the common folk. And Jesus goes out into the world amongst the common folk. And continually, this, the Pharisees and Sadducees continue to uh, go out to Jesus, to wherever it is that Jesus is teaching the common folk to, to test him and hopefully, they think, to humiliate him or at the very least to trip him up and catch him uh, in such a way that he could be arrested and stop this uh, spread of this new message that Jesus was proclaiming throughout the lands. Jesus proclaimed a new message, a new revelation from God to both Jews and Gentiles and for a uh, religious authority uh, who uh, 
hated Gentiles, to include Gentiles in one's teaching was unheard of. And so Jesus is, is just doing everything wrong, according to the Pharisees and the Sadducees, according to those with power and authority, according to those with wealth and with a prosperous life. Uh, he's doing it all wrong. He's, uh, in their opinion, um, breaking the Jewish rules and causing trouble and warning the people not to follow the authority of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And we get no greater explanation of that or evidence of that than we do right here in the Gospel of Matthew when he tells his disciples there in the boat to beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees, to be wary of what it is they teach and the God they represent to the world, to, um, to follow a different way than the way that they are showing to the world. Um, and, and so they first come to Jesus asking for a miraculous sign, which I find just to be so ridiculous. You know, Jesus has been traveling all over the place. He's, I'm sure the Pharisees and Sadducees have either heard or actually been in, in uh, the audience when Jesus feeds the 5,000 Jews, or that they have at least heard he repeated that miracle by feeding 4,000 Gentiles with a few loaves of bread and fish. This is not a single miracle, uh, the feeding of the thousands. Uh, first is the feeding of the 5,000 feeding uh, Jews. And then it gets repeated almost immediately afterwards, only this time in Gentile territory for the Gentiles. 4,000 Gentiles are fed also from a few fish and a few loaves. And both times there is more than enough left over uh, to fill basketfuls of bread and fish after every man, woman, and child has had their fill. And so we have these two astoundingly huge miracles, along with so many other miracles. And the Sadducees and Pharisees hunt Jesus down yet again, and they come to him and they say, um, we want a miraculous sign. If you claim to be the Messiah, if you're making all of these claims about who God is and your authority to speak on behalf of God and what you're teaching is different than what we're teaching and what you're telling the people is that faith matters more than sacrifices and to be a to to be cautious around uh, the the laws and to interpret the laws differently, um, then we want proof. That's essentially what the Pharisees and Sadducees are saying. We want proof. Show us of who you are and why it is you have such authority to speak on behalf of God. And Jesus tells them that they know how to interpret the weather. They can tell whether or not it's going to rain on a daily basis, but 
they don't see just how far off base they are and how far they've gone from being the people of God that God desires them to be. And so God stepped in and sent Jesus into the world to share with us the ultimate revelation of who God is, this God of mercy and compassion and love and redeeming this inclusive, ever-expanding love of God that goes out now beyond temple Judaism and beyond the Hebrew people themselves and into the world for everyone who will believe. And so Jesus uh, warns his disciples not to be like them, not to be like those who look down their noses at others, not to be like those who judge the faith of other people or whether or not God includes them in the kingdom to be concerned with one's own heart and uh, to recognize that true faith is an act of the heart and an act of repentance and to recognize that we have more than enough to share and this includes sharing our gifts, our blessings, and our love for all of God's creation. And so I remind you this day not uh, to encourage the growth of things in your life or people or institutions in your life that judge others, that look down their noses at others that have rigid boundaries that do not allow for love and compassion and mercy. And in our world today, there are many, many such mindsets, such institutions, uh, places, people, rhetoric that speaks of hate, that encourages hate that encourages division and some even do so in the name of God. There are many twisted versions of Christianity in our world today, but any version of faith in God that does not look like Jesus is the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And so we, as Jesus' disciples today, are to be on our guard against such yeast, such hateful and divisive, and discompassionate and unmerciful rhetoric, and to protect ourselves from allowing it to take root in us, from permitting it to come into our lives and into our hearts and our minds because the tiniest bit of yeast can ruin an entire loaf. It influences 
everything that we are. And so I encourage you to accept only the yeast of the Lord. Look, sound, and act like Jesus and like none other than Jesus. Read the Gospels and discover who he is. Learn for yourself what Jesus said and what Jesus taught. And be on your guard against all other forms of yeast. I thank you for being here with me this day. I pray for you that you are given strength and courage and power in the hearing of the word so that you can live as the Lord calls us to live as his disciples. Take care, my friends. Until next time. Bye-bye. Thank you.